Today's message was titled Living Stones, and uh, it just so happens to land on the Pentecost Sunday. So uh, we're going to start in Acts chapter 2, uh, where it uh, it talks about uh, where the believers were on that day. And then we're going to tie that into what it means to be living stones um, for Christ. So in Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 1, it says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. So they were in one accord. In, you know, essentially in, in one, one mind, one body. And, and that'll be important as we continue through just the idea of one whole body. Um, and in verse four, it says, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages. So this ties in the idea where God is no respecter of persons. He, he doesn't care who you are, what your background was or anything. Everyone in that room who was desiring God was filled. You know, it wasn't just the, the you know, Jesus' closest disciples that were filled. It was, it was everyone in that room. And it doesn't differentiate. Um, so I thought that was pretty neat um, to see. Um, so now we're going to go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And it's, it's the idea of, of us as Christians, we need to be building each other up. And we're, we're all one body. And so it says in verse 12, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, Gentiles, some slaves, some free, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. We all share the same spirit. And just to kind of add to that, um, in um, the next chapter, 13, we didn't t- touch on this, but it kind of just stood out to me. Um, in verse 12, the second part, it says, All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. So this is the idea where, you know, I have a part to play. I don't see the full picture, but I know my part. Um, and, and out of this, I kind of got like, you need to know who you are, but not only that, you need to know your place and, and you need to know your place in, in, um, the ministry in, in God and, uh, in Christianity. And so to touch on that, um, we're going to go to Ephesians four chapter 11 or Ephesians four verse 11. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So we understand that we all have different parts to play. And if I am to be, you know, the apostle, but instead I'm acting as, you know, the prophet, or if I'm to be the evangelist, but I'm acting as a teacher, you know, you're not going to reach your full potential. And you might even be, you know, when, when those, when the, um, there was an instance in the New Testament where people were casting out demons in Jesus' name, and then Jesus said, I don't know you. Because that was not, you know, what they were called to do. They were doing, you know, a facet of the word, but it wasn't theirs. So it, it's very important, and we, we talked about this, the importance of knowing exactly, you know, who you are, what your place is, and that you're not to tear down others for what they're doing. And if you see someone else doing something and you think that's more valuable than what you're doing, that's not true either. You know, you can't devalue yourself based on what another is doing in the, in the word or in the church or even other churches for that matter. 
Um, and so we're going to go into 1 Peter, um, verse 22, and we're just talking here about, um, and it says, you were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed truth, so now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. You know, this isn't, you know, a light message. This is like everyone in the church, everyone who's a member of the body, they're all doing different things, but you need to have a deep love for everyone. Um, and, and it says here, I, I just kind of, this stood out to me. It says, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord remains forever. So, I mean, do you really want to be this person that everyone looks up to? Or do you want to be that person that everyone kind of talks about? Because that fades. Like that's, that's not going to stay. Like what you're, what will stay and what will last forever is the word of God and what your place is in it. Um, and so this all ties into what the title of the message is when we go to chapter 2 in First Peter. And it says in verse 4, that you are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He himself was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. And so, essentially, we're just building up this idea where, you know, we are coming to Christ. We should be doing what Christ wants us to do, right? Um, and then I just, these are two more verses that um, came to my mind as we were reading this. Um, that just kind of, it understands that all Christians are on the same level uh, playing field. Um, so Romans chapter 3 and uh, verse 23 says, For everyone has sinned, we all fall short, fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. So, you know, we are living stones. We're, we're part of God. And this is, you know, a verse that says that, you know, all Christians, you know, at some point in our life, we've sinned. We've, we've missed the mark. But God is the reason why we're able to carry on. It's not our own will or our own um, righteousness. Our own righteousness, exactly. And so we're going to end here um, in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. It says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So at the end of the day, there's many doctrines out there. There's many different things. You know, maybe sometimes as a new Christian, you don't know what's left and what's right. But you know for a fact that if we are believing and confessing that, you know, Jesus is Lord, he died on the cross, his sins for me, and that's why I'm now able to live this new, you know, reality, then that is the truth. Amen. I'm a Christian. Amen. Yeah.